She also uh, came into my bedroom yesterday and very loudly announced that Chrissy has been doing drugs in the shower. (laughs) 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 Oh, come on. We already have a cold open. You can't just drop that one. Should I should I start? Yeah. Whenever yeah, you're start. ready. An ode to Mikey Riley. Though our time together was only at its start, your whimsy was a feast for the eyes and for the heart. Your treatment was unkind, and you rarely got your due. I just hope you understand that our love for you was true. May your short journey south see you joyful and well. And if we're meant to meet again, only time will tell. Beautiful. Right, well, like a snapping uh, sound effect after that. Yeah, that was the that was the the sad side of the card. There, the good side of the card is that, ladies and gentlemen, Bruins Chuck Norris has entered the chat. Shout out to Pat Laverty, twelve two and zero, and a franchise record eight and zero at home to start the season. We're drinking in celebration tonight after a 3-1 to win against the Calgary Flames. This is the Bruins Bruins podcast of the Hockey Podcast Network podcast presented by Bruins Diehards and Pride Diehards and sponsored, of course, by DraftKings, which, by the way, if you've been betting on the Bruins lately, you've been taking home some dough for sure. But how's everybody doing tonight? Yeah, we're just trying to figure out what crayon to use. Isabel's doing some coloring. Nice. Uh, nice. It's anti-drug week at work and school at, at work. Yeah, it's, it's, it's anti-drug week for me at work every week. <laughs> <laughs> government, um, property of the other US than, government. Other than alcohol, <laughs> Isabel did did tell me that uh, alcohol was a drug while we were at the grocery store the other day. She also uh, came into my bedroom yesterday and very loudly announced that Chrissy has been doing drugs in the shower. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, come on. We already have a cold open. You can't just drop that one. (laughs) Yeah, go ahead. Uh, She was like, I found a can. It's a beer can. Chrissy's been drinking beer. Beer's a drug. Chrissy's doing drugs. So Isabel has something to read. So this was from school for Web Women Week, and I was working on calling this page, so I will read it to you. The whole book. The whole book. <laughs> nice. All right. We're about, oh, this is some Andy Kaufman stuff right here. I love it. Let's go. Every October, we celebrate Web Women Week. We learn about drugs during this special week. We also pledge to be drug-free, and it's a celebrate Web Women Web, Web Week. Were you drug-free during Red Ribbon Week? Yes. Okay, good job. Thank you. We wear a ribbon during Red Ribbon Week. It it is in honor of a United States law officer named... Enrique... Enrique Kiki Camarena. Camarena is my librarian. He was killed while trying to stop a drug gang. People were very sad when Kiki died. And the ribbon says, 
We shall play Red Ribbon Week, Drug Free. Fill in the name of your school on the Red Ribbon Week blank lines, then color the ribbon red. So, heading camp elementary. This is absolute gold content. Yes, this is so good. People were telling I love it. We got, we got more? But by wearing red ribbon, people all over the United States show their support for Kiki and the fight against harmful drugs. Fill in every space with a dot and you will complete the sentence that tells you what to do if someone offers harmful drugs. Say no to drugs and walk away is what it says. It's a good lesson for the listeners out there. Well colored as well. Uh, this is either red, violet, or violet, red, or magenta, as you call it. <laughs> <laughs> During Red Ribbon Week, remember that you are very special. Activity. Now on the likes to tell some of the things that make you very special. Number one, I had the most fun. When I bring you something. Wow. <laughs> I want to try to ride a bike without training wheels. I smile whenever I see something I'm proud of and I can do well is the monkeys. Wow. Still got more to go. I think that's enough for the podcast. No, no. Maybe maybe we can move on to part two. <laughs> oh, we got to save some for episode yeah. two. We got we got a two-parter here. <laughs> because you are so special, it is, it is important to take good care of yourself. Unscramble the underlying word in each sentence. Make sure to brush. I mean, make sure you can write. What is that word? What? Unscramble the word Tay, T-A-E. <laughs> Can I guess? Yes. Eat. No, you guys have to all say it. Eat. Eat. True. <laughs> eat. Eat, Papa, eat. Nobody likes a skinny Santa. That's all. What? Why don't we'll, you just share the unscrambled we'll, word? Worcestershire <laughs> every often. Bathe what is that unscrambled often? word? I don't know how to unscramble Worcester. No. W-O-H-S-E-R. What does that word spell? Worcestershire. No. Shower. Shower. Get in the... E-sort. Exercise. What's your teeth? teeth? No, when I finish the sentence, what's your eat every day? Teeth. You guys are all outside, man. Get plenty of rest. To, to <laughs> rest. Is this the last page? No, I have a couple. Just a couple more. <laughs> <laughs> One very important way to care for yourself is to not by using tobacco, alcohol, or other harmful drugs, cigarettes, and other types of tobacco. What does it say? That one doesn't count. What does it say? It says marijuana. 
and other harmful drugs. Marijuana and other harmful drugs. But marijuana is legal in like most of the states. Wine, beer, wait, what? Oh, I, I thought it was going to say wine, beer, wine. <laughs> but it's wine, beer, wine, colas, and liquor. 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 Yeah. Turn in the page. Sometimes people get confused between good drugs and bad drugs. Medicines are good drugs because they can help you get better if you are sick. Why the two pictures that are the same? Which two pictures are the same? These two. You have to say the, the two that Chris said. Say that letters! <laughs> uh, A and the B. A, nope. Maybe. D and F. D and F. <laughs> Oh, DF. Shout out to DF. Uh, you should only take medicines from your parents, doctor, or nurse, or another order. You trust. Never take medicines by yourself is the unscrambled world. Well, the word women to show that you should not to drugs that can harm you. Harm for drugs. Can make you very sick. They can change the way you think and act. Circle all, circle all the harmful drugs on this page. Wait, what was this again? <laughs> Is it mold? That's a beer. Beer, wine, and smoke, and mahirua. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, it says, tobacco has many bad drugs in it, including your nicktoons. Drugs and tobacco can harm many parts of your body. Activity. Find the words listed below in the word search. These are just some parts of, the, of your body that tobacco harms. Brain, gums, heart, kidneys, lips, liver, liver, lungs, nose, skin, taste, gums, tongue. Very good, Isabel. Oh my goodness, how much more is there? Isabel, no, we're finishing it. That is 10. Alcohol is another harmful drug that affects your body and your mind. Alcohol is found in beer, wine, and liquor. Drinking alcohol makes it hard to think clearly. Don't accept a lie from anyone who has been drinking alcohol. That's good advice. These children are going to walk home rather than taking a ride from the big brother who is drinking. That's good advice. Help them get home. We do not... Um, what is this again? What is this? It says freeway, no pedestrians. You don't have to read all of the signs on the... Isabel. A freeway. Do not stop at the freeway. Isabel, turn the page, please. <laughs> The Bruise and Bruins podcast is sponsored by DraftKings NBA fans. We know you're out there somewhere in our listenership. The NBA action is just getting started, and so are the incredible offers at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers 
can make any $5 NBA pregame Moneyline bet and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Check this out. Feel the sweat. Right now, everyone can earn up to 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, place a same-game parlay, and combine multiple bets like which team will win, total rebounds, total points scored, and more. So... What are you waiting for? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Make any $5 bet this week and get $200 in free bets if your team wins only at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code TBPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, what's somebody drinking tonight? (laughs) On that wonderful turn. Drew, you got a beer over there. I got a nice little none such brewery company, a 2.0 New England IPA. <clears throat> I've uh, I featured this on the pod recently. Um, That's the name like, of the beer. You should say <laughs> it's not, yeah. not 2.0 percent. That'd be a bummer for an IPA. <laughs> yeah, the name of the beer is 2.0. It's a solid 5.3. Percent pairs. It says it pairs with wings, grilled fish, and Thai food. Did you eat any of those tonight, or no? Just no. I had some uh, nice shrimp Alfredo pasta. Oh, well done! Shouts to Julia. She makes a, a nice Alfredo shrimp sauce. Nice. I do. I do a good job boiling pasta. That's what I do. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's, it's an important part of the meal. <laughs> I um. Yeah, so drinkability. Uh, why not go the full thirty-seven tasteability? Let's go with like a twenty. All right, respectable. Uh, I'm keeping it uh, nice and clean, just like the Bruins' home record here. We got a Moosehead Canadian Lager. Yeah, uh, on the pod, always good. Just so refreshing. I feel like one of those light beers that you just, you know, I I, I haven't been drinking this week, so it's a nice one to ease back in. Just a nice light. You know, very. I don't want to say watery because that's disrespectful. It, crispy, crispy. I guess is. Is it? Nice were you not drinking for Ribbon Week as well? Yes, I was honoring <laughs> Red Ribbon Week. Um, <laughs> yeah, Iz and I kind of talked that one over. We were both like, "Hey, neither of us are going to drink this week for Red Ribbon Week." <laughs> we're like, we're both so. like, "Hey, Chris is doing drugs. In the <laughs> Chris shower. is doing drugs in the shower. You got to draw the line stuff. somewhere." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Uh, that's gonna be the name of the episode, by the way, Chris. I hope the U.S. government doesn't find out. But you know what are you gonna do? Uh, anyway, the Moosehead Canadian Lager, uh, trade yard mark union made, by the way, as all beers should be. Mm. Drinkability thirty-seven. You could crush these things just any day of the week, uh, but only you know, only not on Red Ribbon Week. Though. So maybe maybe they got thirty-six and a half to uh, exclude for Red Ribbon Week and uh, tasteability. I think it strikes a nice balance for a light beer. Like you can definitely taste it. It's not like one of those beers that's, you know, you're drinking just to the sake of drinking and not for the flavor. Like I, I do enjoy the flavor, but you know, obviously it's a light lager. So I'll, I'm going to slot it in there like a 17 of a Nick Felino action after uh, the start Ooh. of the season. He's had very impressive. Big, big Tilly tonight too, for him got rocked in the face once, but you know, that's what happens when you drop the gloves, I guess. Well, hopefully we have talked about that on episode one. 
of this, is this part episode two series. Well, I think we <laughs> turned it into part two after <laughs> that's what Chris texted, just making this part two and we'll go right <laughs> to flame stock for the actual part one. <laughs> um yeah, what you what you got over there? Miller Light. Same. The official beer of sad drinking away Mike Riley. <laughs> <laughs> or cheersing Charlie McAvoy, depending on if you're a uh, glass half full or, or half empty kind of person. But um, all right, anybody have? I, I will just jump in on some takeaways here from the game. Um, Bruins coming back again, showing a little adversity here, dealing with it, uh, and pulling away with uh, Charlie McAvoy, seemingly in in very fitting fashion, putting away the eventual game winning goal in the second period. Uh, and a nice shot from the point. In fact, the first two goals, which were really the ones that did it for the Bruins, third one being the empty netter, both scored by defensemen uh, in situations that, I mean, I guess the McAvoy shot was a pretty typical shot from the point, but certainly that Clifton shot Honor, uh, following the rebound was not was something really we were nice seeing one. out of the Bruins much last year, the defensemen being willing to be that aggressive. Um, but it's been paying off for them all season, and, and it's been showing up and down the lineup as far as scoring depth goes. But... Uh, Drew, I'm just going to toss it over to you for a sec. I, I kind of lost my shit watching that one because it was beautiful. I love I love a defenseman who's willing to chase a rebound like that. Uh, but, you know, I know you're a Cliffy guy. So what was what was your reaction? Uh, well, my reaction was I tweeted out uh, in all caps, Connor Clifton, your 2022-23 Norris Trophy winner. Um, that's what I, <laughs> that was my immediate reaction. Uh, obviously, that's a bit of an exaggeration, but big Cliffy guy. Um, it, I like just Montgomery style of just activate the D that fits right into Connor Clifton's play style. And that fits into a lot of the defensive course play style in terms of Connor Clifton has that offensive upside. He can skate with the pipe, whether he does good with it or not, that's up to the hockey gods at times, but um, that's his game. That's his game speed. And then on, on the back end, you, you throw some hits and you play some cliffy hockey, take a stupid penalty once in a while, you know, it's all part of the cliffy hockey game. Um, but what a goal. What a goal. I lost my shit when that happened. That was beautiful. Uh, Chris might get this. Any other Liverpool fans out there? Shout out Richie. But uh, Cliffy gives me some kind of Darwin Nunez vibes where it's just like nobody knows what you're going to do because he doesn't know what he's going to do. But he's going to be aggressive and he's going to he's going to look bad sometimes because he's going to do some crazy shit. But he's going to also bury some goals like that. And, um, you know, hopefully hopefully Cliffy rises to that level of stardom. But. Yeah, Cliffy looked good last year in a in a smaller role, not really playing every single game, but you know, depth defenseman, and he was getting most of the starts on that on that third pairing. And I think, uh, you know, Scott McLaughlin uh, tweeted out uh, that he and Lindholm together had had just like absolute dominance uh, in about three games worth of of playing time. And I mean, they look really good tonight. Um, and I, I think Cliffy has the ability to play up on that second pairing. And I think that's that's upside for Carlos more of a third pairing type guy. Like I think he's a really good third pairing defenseman on a championship team. And if Cliffy can play up on on the second pairing, like that's just ideal. Yeah, having a little more flexibility to move the lineup is definitely good. I feel like it's it's definitely been the case for him. It's been the case for Felino. It's been the case for a lot of guys so far this year. But like going into the season, especially with the injuries you had, I feel like you had to not necessarily expect, but hope that some of those players, the the Felinos, the DeBrusks, the Cliftons, were going to take that next step. Even Olmark right now, so far, 
Um, and it seems like everybody is doing that, you know, in, in lockstep right now. And it's, you know, that's, it's obviously reflecting the record, but um, let's, let's turn it to McAvoy coming back. I mean, obviously early impressions. I don't think he quite lagged the ice time that he normally would. Let me look though. In case yeah, 19, 18 of ice time. It was Lynn Holm, who was the clear number one tonight at almost 26 minutes. So, um, but still 19 plus of ice time in his first game back, obviously got the goal. Uh, what did you guys think of him? Just kind of seeing him on the ice, anything stand out to you good or bad so far? I mean, it kind of uh, stood out that it didn't look like he needed time to come back, if that made sense, if that makes sense. You know, it looks like, like, obviously his goal was beautiful. Uh, he looked not overly dominant in certain parts of the game, but he also didn't look lost. And sometimes I feel like when guys come back from injury, you see them for those first couple games, like just kind of regaining their stride, regaining their like figuring out where they fit in with the rest of the team. And I thought he looked like, like he was just like, he'd never left, which was kind of nice. Yeah. Kind of, kind of along that uh, train of thought. I, the thing I look at first with guys, especially defensemen coming back from injuries is how comfortable are they going to the corners, going behind the net, kind of jostling for the puck. And I didn't notice anything, any reticence on his part there. Yeah, it didn't look overly aggressive, but like certainly didn't see him hesitating at all, which is just nice. Yeah, Chucky's never one to shy away from a hit. But um, on that note, not even just coming back from injury, but also just the first game playing under kind of the new system. And and I think a, a system that really will benefit McAvoy's game. Um, but even with that, it did not look like he really had skipped a beat at all, which is it's promising. That's a good point too, because if you watch any of like McAvoy's highlights from like college or juniors, like high school, whatever, like he's around the net and he's playing down low. Like he, that's what his highlight reel was before the draft was just all these offensive opportunities he created down low, which it's, so I'm really excited to see that. I didn't even think of, you know, of him fitting into this new system, how that's going to go. I think that's going to really benefit his game for sure. Cam. Yeah, it's just uh, like I just feel really confident in the leadership as well. Where like there's no reason to rush him back because this team is playing so well. So I trust that he's 100% healthy and that playing is in his best interest. Because I feel like this, like Montgomery and the assistant coaches that he's working with, they're not going to put Charlie McAvoy in a position that he doesn't want to be in. No, not by any means. And I think you could say the same thing, even with, with Marshan coming back and, mm. and how well he's looked. And I mean, his skating ability with, with some fixed up hips, it was already pretty gross, but it's going to be an exciting 82 games here. Ty, uh, 82 plus. Ty had a great tweet that was, uh, it was like Mac or uh, Marshan's like unpantsing of numbers <laughs> per six. <laughs> yeah. Hips fixed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but for real though, it it has looked. I mean, uh, again, he's always somebody. I think his, his as his skating has grown, it's really built his game over the course of his career, and um, it's something that even at older ish age, he's kind of relied on. And to see him just jump right into that off of an injury and and start passing people like that has been really impressive. But um, I want to talk wish about I could describe the noise that Cat made on the uh, the the one there was like a cross ice saucer pass that. On the uh, penalty kill, too. Yeah, it was on the penalty kill. And Bergeron kind of, like, slapped it out of the air and then passed it to, to Marshan. And Marshan had, like, this 
sweet little deke to the inside that didn't really result in a scoring opportunity, but Cat made it. Resulted a, in close. He, he got yeah. himself like to the front doorstep, and that was. Oh, I, I love that. Cat, Cat made a noise <laughs> that I won't try to reproduce, but it was it was a noise that that I make sometimes when I see like very awesome things on hockey. <laughs> that's that's why we're fans i've made that noise not for a goalie doing something <laughs> fair um i do want to talk always in a sec but while we're talking about slapping pucks out of the air that uh david posternock empty netter was oh. one of the coolest empty neck i don't want to like pump up empty neck goals that much because you know there's not a fucking goalie there but that was one of the grossest empty neck goals you'll see i need just, to like, watch casually batting it out and then just toe dragging around the defender like it, as if it was, it was so disrespectful and then he didn't so even shoot it and he just gave it the old slide in he was like yeah that was cool Whatever. everything like, about that goal was so unnecessary because martian kind of yeah. lost the puck along the boards like he he had an mm-hmm. open lane to shoot and if he wanted to take it from behind the blue line, like he could have, and he probably would have made it. But instead, he tried to. He decided to do like a four foot off the ground saucer pass that <laughs> that Pasternak just like easily caught out of the air, and then, and then the saucer, nobody toe, toe dragged around a defender who was not trying to defend him. <laughs> The defender like was like, oh, he's going for the shot. Oh shit. All right. I'm just gonna skate right by. Yeah, I thought he was going to take a shot and he just decided to do some fancy stick handling first, just to just because he could. Oh, I can't buffer the video right now, but I will go off your uh (laughs) your radio rendition of it. It was beautiful, but I think we did it justice. I do want to real quick talk about a little Linus Omark, uh, especially after a few games without Swayman, now he's really stepped up um, and has obviously looked good all year. But uh, we'll toss it to our, our reigning goaltending expert here. Kat, what have you seen from Olmark this year? That's, I mean, obviously he was, was good for the Bruins this year, but he's been exceptional so far this season. So is there anything that's been standing out to you about his game that, you know, maybe if it was there last year, maybe it wasn't. But, um, you know, you're the you're the one who knows goalie stuff here. So... <laughs> I mean, not to not to take too much credit away from him. Uh, I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that the defense this year looks more consistent and looks a little bit more cohesive. Because last year, my biggest, like, trying to suss him out, uh, the biggest challenge was that he was coming from a systemless team, right? Like, the Sabres have no structure whatsoever in their own zone. And that decision-making process for a developing goalie gets really tricky when they're trying to figure out, you know, is this a moment where I need to just throw the kitchen sink at it because I have no second line of support or do I, you know, remain a little patient and assume that the defense is going to at least keep someone away from me so I can, you know, reset myself. And the Sabres really have no semblance of that whatsoever. So seeing Omar come in and try to try to figure out what to do with a team that does have a good defensive presence, but didn't necessarily have a good defense was kind of interesting. Um, Like obviously the Bruins had some good defensive players, their numbers were pretty good, but game to game consistency was not where I think it is this year. I think they look a lot better in their own zone this year. Um, And I think that, it just gives him a chance to highlight his game a little better. Cause he's kind of like what you guys are saying about Connor Clifton, like with, with Olmark, 
never really know what he's going to do. Um, he's got a pretty good structured game, but his, his decision-making process when it comes to making those like flashy desperation saves versus sticking with a slightly cleaner save, which is like, you can tell when Swayman's going to do that because he sticks with a cleaner save unless he doesn't have another choice. Um, Olmark sometimes is like, you know what? I could stop it by dropping to my knees or I could go and do a windmill or I could poke check or I could go behind the net and then like jump back in front. We'll see what I'll do. Um, and I think some of that is just the development path that he took, like through no fault of his own. He just kind of developed a little uniquely there. Um, but I think he looks consistent in what he is, right? Like I think he, when he was off his game at times in the past, he would lose some of the structure in his game. And then he would like boomerang back in the other direction. He would get so hyper structured that he would miss out on really saves that I think he could have made if he had just gotten a little more creative. Um, like he would almost try to become too conservative with his movements. And I think this year he looks more confident when he allows kind of a weird goal that he doesn't try to try to take all the fun out of his game immediately, which is, which is kind of, kind of nice to see. Um, I'm hoping that we, you know, that that holds up because I'm really nervous about the prospect of needing Keith Kincaid in games. Um, <laughs> because hey, he had a sick <laughs> high five with, yeah, he's, yeah. he's real good for morale. Um, he's real good when he's, kind of being fueled by adrenaline but his technique is like fascinatingly bad um it's because he went to union college sean yeah like he's truly a a tweener goalie there he he looks kind of like an alex staylock to me one of those guys who like it's fun to watch but like only if it's not the team that you're relying on him um so i am kind of hoping that olmark keeps this up yeah, I just wanted to give some credit to uh, to the Sweeney for the signing there. I mean, I think it was a pretty widely panned signing to spend five and a half million dollars for five years for uh, a goalie who was largely unproven at a time when you had what was perceived as like your goalie of the future on under contract, as well as well, we didn't really understand what was going on with Tuka Rask at the time, but we were like, well, we got Rask, who should be back mid-season, and we have like our goalie of the future. Shouldn't this be? Shouldn't we be able to figure this out for six months while we wait for Rask to come back? And um, I guess like understanding the situation where like goaltending for the most part in the league is moving toward having a 55, 45, 60. 40 split 50-50. and a lot of 50 50 splits 50-50s. and when you have two really solid goaltenders it can make such a huge difference for the team skating in front of them um just knowing that hey we don't have to change our game based on who's in net um that that level of consistency is really important and i, I think you know, going from a tandem of Yaro Halak and Tuka Rask to this tandem is such an incredible swap. Like it's a privilege. It's, it's an absolute blessing. Don't get, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, you can really dig that back for a while with the Bruins. They've been they've been blessed with goaltending for I mean a decade plus now, really. So 
Um, yeah, and I, I think like I wouldn't say Jerry's still out on Swayman. I think people generally agree he's pretty good, and I think like had one rough game to start the season, but you know, I hope he comes back healthy and. I'm relatively confident that he's like a good goaltender. Yeah. 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 I mean, I feel like it is one of those things where it like it can take a couple of years or whatever, but um, he's, he's so promising and he's so young and I don't know. I, he just seems steadier than some other young goalies. And I don't know if that's just like his presence in general, but he doesn't seem like he struggles with the mental aspect of the game which i think <clears throat> will be helpful for those off games when he struggles and then now he, dealing with an injury or something like that it feels like he, he's he's weird is the like is the thing yeah i mean i was goalie like, you know <laughs> but like weirdness that like oh this guy just like he can't even remember last game anymore. yeah <laughs> yeah it's like this the nice sweet boy weirdness you know what i mean <laughs> the kind of thing but uh he'd be a great guest on the pod i'm sure but um no i i think uh like just like you said, I think having that tandem back hopefully soon. What's the deal? Do we know? Have we gotten any timeline on him? I feel like I've just week to week, that. week I to week, right? It was like came out today that he was like skating and he was working on it, skating but not back to full yeah. practice. So yeah, all right. Well, that's promising. Like we're not worried about him for like months or anything. Yeah, yeah, like, he yeah. Didn't have secret surgery on his knee or whatever. Yeah, I was kind of wondering about. Um, just like the longevity of how long they can just write Olmark. So uh, yeah. I'm, I'm guessing just like based on general timeline that it was some sort of like knee sprain. Yeah, it looked pretty gnarly. So, but I, you never know what those types of things I feel like. And especially when we're watching through TV screens. So. Especially when you're a goalie, like you're just supposed to be agile flexible i feel i feel I like they would just be more. way more agile flexible than like other players depending on natural. weight bearing with stuff mm-hmm. like that i mean depending on if he knew that things were feeling kind of weird and intentionally not activating certain muscles like i think it almost sometimes almost kind of helps when a goal is taken by surprise um, in a situation like that, because especially when it comes to knees and hips, uh, you really don't want them tensing up their muscles right before such a tendon reliant joint is impacted like that. And so I think the fact that really he didn't seem like he was expecting it and neither did we, uh, I think probably helped him. Um, but yeah, I'm hoping he's back soon. Yeah. I, I love Lena Solmark, but Jeremy Swayman has a special place in both my heart and my fantasy lineup. So, <laughs> yeah, and the the I mean the the goalie hugs, you know, you just I I love Fliggy stepping in for it. It's great. It feels right, you know. It feels natural, but like it's just you know it's not going to be the same. It's just the, the fact. The only thing I hate now about the goalie clubs is now uh, the goalie clubs, the goalie hugs. Um, is that like the wider range of the NHL community is all over it now. And like NHL tweets it out literally every time now and all the outlets. I just, I liked when it was a little more indie, you know, I liked, like, I like, <laughs> I like their first yeah, album. I like their first two albums. I like their first <laughs> two albums. Goalie the, third, stand before it was the, third, cool, yeah. the third was like overproduced and they sold out a little bit. Yeah. But no, I, I love I mean, it. I always love it anyway. I, but, I, I still love it. Cause it's, 
still a Bruins thing. Like it's still Lena Solomon and is, Jeremy yeah. Swain. Thing. Yeah, if other goalies started hugging, I'd be so pissed. Now yeah. I'd be, <laughs> I'd be mad. I feel like most goalies are superstitious enough that I they wouldn't steal somebody else. Well, thing. yeah, they they would very There'd be no honor in that. Very consciously choose, and I think that's why no honor among thieves. Yeah, <laughs> fair. <laughs> I think that's why we don't see Keith Kincaid trying to step in there. I think that's. You know, yeah. there's so much superstition behind it that other goalies aren't going to want to jinx it by, you know, taking somebody else's thing. But I'm kind of glad the league's highlighting it, especially uh, especially in light of the league's uh, current events, to put it nicely. Um, like, I know Isabel absolutely loves the goalie hugs. You know, she very intentionally comes in even if she didn't watch most of the game and we'll sit there and like watch the goalie hug and then she'll pretend to do it herself and i mean if we want the league to grow the game that's a really good way to get kids to watch is to show them something that's fun and catchy kind of like kind of like what the hurricanes did you know just one of those things that it's better than better than broadcasting chicklets episodes you know yeah yeah, if you're a Bruins fan and you haven't um like done a mock goalie hug in your living room, then you're lying to yourself because it's got to happen. Gotta um, by the way, uh, the, the other goalies who are doing the goalie hug, uh, Corinne Schroeder and Louisa Salander, <laughs> did, mm-hmm. did that for Pride over the weekend. Yes, yes. So uh, I, I appreciate that. That's okay. That's allowed because they kept it in-house. And, and also shouts to the Pride shutting out both of their opponents this past weekend. <laughs> So they deserve those goalie hugs. Yeah. Speaking of shutouts, by the way, uh, not to briefly shift the focus into the West, but uh, for everyone who thought the Arizona Coyotes were going to be a playoff team this year, they have moved into a wild card spot. Who is the everybody you're referring to who thought the Arizona Coyotes were going to be a playoff team point. this year? <laughs> That's the, the dream point. is still alive in the desert. I love it. Yeah, they. Uh, they just shut out the New York Islanders who... I, I think my my favorite thing about this ongoing discourse that is really not a discourse, it's just Kat telling me things about the Arizona Coyotes. <laughs> the Oats versus the world. Uh, is, is me having properly diagnosed the Coyotes power play in one single power play shift uh, like, against wow. the Bruins, I was like, on fire. "This team's an absolute mess." But this power play fucking slaps. <laughs> <laughs> and they did. They scored on the power play again tonight. There it is. So fire the head coach and just make him the special special teams coach. <laughs> and then you're no, because <laughs> that team, like, I I covered the Coyotes for eight years there, and the entire time I was there, their power play was so bad that we would go weeks without watching them score a power play goal like we almost hoped that they would take penalties rather than drawing them because if you're a Bruin that's how you win the Stanley Cup yeah exactly they they had Brad Richardson and Michael Grabner who were for a while they had as many shorthanded goals as Brad Marchand and Patrice Bergeron and (laughs) their power play had fewer goals like cumulatively than those two had (laughs) a man down so it's like it's tragically funny to watch but it's also funny to watch for fantasy because might be just lost <laughs> do you guys have any uh any thoughts on any other players we haven't mentioned yet because i got a couple 
Uh, I wanted to talk about Pavel Zaka. I think he's I think he's been really good, and he's been one of the only players on the Bruins so far that hasn't been in a consistent role. Um, he's just been kind of up and down the lineup, left and right side. He's played center a couple times when Krejci was out. Um, I think that's just like a, that's a really good deal, and uh, I, I wish he were signed for longer. Um, but I'm I'm hoping he renegotiates for. You know, I'm not, we don't even know whether this is like one last ride for Bergeron and Krejci because the thing that we didn't mention was that Bergeron did an interview with Elliot Friedman um, and he uh, he kind of didn't commit to this being his last year in a much more forceful way than he had previously. It kind of felt like this was one last ride. and I mean, if you're looking at all the surface numbers underlying numbers like patrice bergeron looks just as good as last year better better in some cases (laughs) yeah Uh, and like it's sorcery but i mean we've been saying this all along like patrice bergeron just has the type of game that doesn't age poorly like i have full confidence that like alex ovechkin will still be a scorer as long as he wants to score goals because that's the type of thing that doesn't go away if you're just like an all-time great scorer, um, I have full confidence that Sidney Crosby is going to be able to play his game as long as he wants to, because that's just like the type of game that doesn't go away. It's these guys who don't really rely on their speed. They just have like this insane hockey acumen. The Joe Thornton. Yeah, Joe Thornton was good until like his last two years, and he still even he was like, still he still had high, he still yeah. had highlight. He was like 98 years old. <laughs> this man he looked like they dragged him out of an alley. This, this man, this man who he was looked, only like seven years older than me. <laughs> he was looking like he was doing drugs in the showers. So yeah. I had a thought, and that just absolutely just sent it to the other side of the planet. I have no idea. Um, <laughs> God damn it! Can I can I mention Brandon Carlo? Yeah, we, we had a long discussion about Brandon. Uh, yeah, I Brandon saw that tweet and I read it like eight times, and I had no idea what was going on. I had to, to, I had to, pop, I had to like, mute the game to to let Cat talk about this while we. <laughs> so I we were watching the game, and I was trying to figure out why Brandon Carlo just like doesn't look like he's put it all together still and i was like what like what am i missing and because he's not that slow like he's a he's an adequate level skater speed wise especially for his height yeah yeah but it's like his edge work and his footwork are and it's not even that they're abysmal it almost looks like like he reminded me of Current Chicago Blackhawks defenseman Connor Murphy. He still plays for the Blackhawks. I'm pretty sure he does. Uh, who was frustrating to watch when he was in Arizona because hockey IQ wise, he was a top pairing defender. Like very clearly understood the game at the speed and at the level and with the nuances that you would need to be a top pairing defender, but like his feet and the rest of his body, like his physical talent could not keep up with it. 
And so he would trip himself up sometimes. Like he, nobody spent more time on the ice than Connor Murphy. And I don't mean like logging ice time. I mean like on his butt on the ice. And that's what I saw from Brendan Carlo. And I was like, oh, this is the Connor Murphy problem. Like it, it was frustrating to watch, especially watching Charlie McAvoy come back and like just not miss a step. Because uh, I don't think that, like, I think Charlie McAvoy is a great skater, but in theory, those two should be closer in talent level than they are. And I feel like Bryn and Carlo just physically cannot keep up with the level of game that he is reading. And so he can't really be one of, like, he can't be a Nick Jalmerson either because. Who just uh, almost, signed in Sweden yes, today along with Louis Erickson. Louis Erickson, RIP. Um, Louis. <laughs> um, <clears throat> like, it was, it was just kind of frustrating to watch because I feel like Brandon Carlo, if he was a little dumber, would be a better player. <laughs> because he, if he was <laughs> thinking the game so I, a little slower and just sort of staying a little better, so like, he could be better. your thesis is guy. like is like he's he's so smart that like he knows what he should be doing and so he tries to do those things like, like physically, body, he can't can't do do it. With it. physically okay. he's, so he's like i know i need to get to the corner then pressure here and then get back but like he's like oh the brain's moving faster than the body i, I yeah. like that i should use that i have a good yeah like luke so shen was like that, that for a, a while too like I, I watched him in toronto and then unfortunately also watched him in arizona um and he was kind of the same way it was just one of those guys who from a defensive standpoint understood exactly what he was supposed to be doing you wouldn't watch him like make these massive blunders in terms of decision making and that's I think the issue with Carlo is you're not watching him like like he's not Chris Russell right he's not making these just like wildly stupid decisions he's just and not he's, keeping he's also, up with what he's trying to he's do he's also not blocking 300 shots a year yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's that's how Chris Russell <laughs> earned his last contract. Um, the, the one thing I will say about Carlo is I was really impressed with him at the end of last year. He he started off super rough and kind of pulled it all together and had a pretty decent season overall, given how good he was at the end of the season. Um, and I'm interested to see what some of his underlying numbers look like when there's a big enough sample size to really like piece that together. Cause I don't think there's anyone on this team who less suits this new system that Montgomery has. I don't want Brandon Carlo being aggressive in the offensive zone. I don't think he has the ability to take the puck to the net and then get back on <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Same kind of thing. Like nobody does shoot stop. fairly well. <laughs> I don't need him. I don't, I don't need him stepping below the faceoff dots. I don't want him aggressively pinching. Uh, that honestly, that's how he he's gotten concussions in the past. Like he's, no empty netters. Yeah, I. I, I think face. he doesn't I, move out of the way well enough, and he doesn't move into things in a smart way. I think third pairing defenseman with a guy like Zaboral is a good mix I'm, I'm also interested to see what what Zaboro looks like going forward I mean it's it's been a, a not a quick turnaround but I, like you know a, a normal turnaround from an ACL injury and um, I mean he was looking really good like surprising everybody with with how good he looked kind of finally getting his opportunity right when he got that injury and um, 
I hope he is back healthy. I mean, I haven't noticed him a whole lot, which can be a good or bad thing, depending on what kind of defenseman you are. And I feel like he's more of... I think that's fine for him, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's more of the type of defenseman that you don't want to be noticing too much. No. And uh, so, I mean, I, I haven't I haven't felt like he's been walked over or anything like that. And I think, I think he and Carlo could put together a pretty good... Um, third pairing. And I, the, the one time I did notice the Boral tonight was uh, he had a pretty good penalty kill. I almost wonder if him being injured will not, not that an injury is beneficial for anyone, but almost force him to slow down just enough. Cause that was when he was still in junior, especially like my biggest concern was he was a little bit of a hothead when it came to, just some of his decision-making. Um, he would get himself into trouble by just like making slightly suboptimal decisions when it came to who he confronted and what he chose to do. Um, and I wonder if almost forcing him to be a little more cautious is because he's got a ton of talent, uh, essentially slowing him down a little bit there might help him out with, he and Carlo just need to play slowly. <laughs> yeah, the old Zidane Ochara Carlo uh, pairing back on display. So. I do think that that did help Carlo a lot when he had someone who was essentially forcing him to just like chill out a little bit. And I wonder if that didn't impact him a little bit in a negative way, just not having Char as his pairing for, for a while there. Yeah, good stuff. Good shit. So I was Googling Velociraptors because that's what they remind me of on the ice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Anybody got anything else? Or you want to uh, wrap this bad boy up? Just to, just to beat a dead horse, Chris, stop doing drugs in the shower. <laughs> the I'm worried shower. about you. <laughs> yeah. Consider this your intervention. Just because I like beating dead horses. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the drugs. <laughs> that doesn't sound like something that someone drug-free would do. Is that something we have to bleep out? It kind of sounded like it, if you take it out of context. <laughs> All right. Happy Red Ribbon Week, everybody. <laughs> See you next time. <laughs>